This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Yeah, I wanted to answer a question that we got. Um, are any of you guys nervous about OBJ maybe going to Dallas? I don't think he's any better than what they had last season over to his solid receiver. Um, I, what worries me about Dallas more than OBJ is that I feel like they've unlocked their potential by unlocking Tony Pollard. And mm-hmm. I feel like now that they've got him going and he's really been kind of the maybe the even the focal point lately, that can get that offense going and Micah Parsons and that pass rush could be a big problem. Big problem if they get going and get get things together. They didn't scare me as much last year. They do scare me a little bit more this year. Um, Philly scares me because Philly's really good on the lines, like the Niners are, and they could they could slug it out with the Niners if they had to. So those are the two teams that scare me probably the most right now in the NFC. Yeah, I'm not so much scared of OBJ like you. I'm I'm more so uh, last year when they played in the playoffs. I was so thankful that they were featuring Ezekiel Elliott more than Tony Pollard because Pollard's Tony Pollard. Was- he is he is easily the better back, and they've got fifty million invested in Zeke Elliott, so they they have to play him. But Tony Pollard, I felt this way for a couple of seasons now that he is the better back, and he should be getting more touches. And now they're finally realizing that, and they're giving him the ball, and you're seeing what's happening. But you know, a lot can happen before now in the playoffs in terms of seeding and and injuries and a lot of stuff, right? So there's a lot of stuff in the air. But Odell Beckham going there, I think that if he's not better than anything that they had last year, plus. Coming off that ACL, if he, even if he came here, right, that's that's basically like an 18-month injury in terms of getting back to full speed. So he's not going to be completely recovered from that until next season. So even if he came here, he would just be a role player. So if they're asking him to, to carry the load in Dallas, it's it's something different than just being a role player. Even as a role player, you're taking the ball out of your best offensive player's hands, which is Tony Pollard right now. So if Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard gets less carries, I'm cool with that. That's fine with me. But what I was what I was going to say was, yeah, I, I think on, on the defensive side of the ball, they were just fantastic. And Sammy Womack had had his first pick in his career, and I think you've got, some, you've got something there. I know, Brian, you're a big Sammy Womack fan. I am as well. I think you've got something there with this guy. Repeatedly on special teams, first of all, shout out to Mitch Wisnowski. Another phenomenal game. Another fantastic game from him. And he's been consistently good the, the entire season. All-pro punter, if you want to talk about punters on this. So we give you everything on No Huddle Podcast here. We'll give you a punter talk, too. 
but <laughs> he's, been, he's been great. He's, he's been great. He was fantastic. He was great. And, and Womack has been fantastic at downing punts inside the 10 yard line, inside the five yard line. And I think that you've got a player there in Samuel Womack and a guy that can fill in if you, if you really need him to. And if one of, you know, Mooney Ward or Mosley goes down and you feel like Lenore can't get the job done, or if you don't want to take, put Ward in the slot, you want to put him back up top, then you can put Samuel Womack there and he'll be fine. So I think that just this, this embarrassment of riches, as you said, Brian, like in, at multiple positions is finally coming to fruition. You're seeing what this team can finally do. Yeah. And it's, the- I would say Womack, <clears throat> Womack's a ball hawk. Womack, even in college, um, you know, he led the, he led the nation in, in pass breakups at Toledo um, playing outside. And um, I, I couldn't figure it out. Maybe you guys know it, when he came in the game, was he playing outside or was he playing inside? I thought he was playing outside. I thought they moved He's outside. Yep. Uh, outside. They moved Lenore down into the slot when Ward came out, right? He had cramps or whatever. And so they moved Lenore down into the slot and then put Womack outside, which I thought was interesting because initially it seemed like Womack was destined for the slot. So, um, yeah, I, I think he needs to see the field more and he's been an ace on special teams, which is always going to, uh, endear him to the coaching staff for sure. And the big thing with the Niners is they try to go on another second half run here. Their next three games, four out of their next five and five out of their last seven are all at home. The only two away games they have are at Seattle, which is going to be a tough game. And then at Vegas, which I don't think will be as tough of a game, but that's huge, huge to me. There's no reason they can't finish five and two right now and, and get to that 11 wins. I think they'll be fine. Seattle's got an easy schedule. Seattle may get to 11 two. So that game is going to be huge that they play against each other at Seattle. So we'll see, but this weekend coming up, obviously we're not going to do a preview show with the holiday, but I'm definitely picking the Niners. I think the Niners are going to win this game easily. I mean, Andy Dalton against that pass rush. I'm not <laughs> worried at all. Here at home. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's going to be, it, I'll say 30 to 17. I, th- I think it's going to be fine. I think, I, I think this will be a pretty easy one this weekend. Yeah. The, the New Orleans Saints have actually, the funny thing about them is that of all of their games, they played 11 games this season. They have allowed less than 20 points one time. And that was to the the Raiders who, who they shut out. They have allowed over 25 points. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. They have allowed over 25 points six times this year already. So Thanks. the Niners, you know, this is one of those where it's it's got trap game written all over it, but you got to have it because, like Al, like you said, like there's a gauntlet coming up, and there's a couple unfavorable mm-hmm. matchups with with the Dolphins. I feel like and and Brady coming here. I, I, you know, that's one of those where you 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 don't know. And going into Seattle, I think that what's up, Ruthless? What's uh, I think that they have to have this game. I, I've been saying that you got to get to ten wins to get in the tournament, and I feel like they can do it because the the, the end of the season, those games there. You got a Raiders game, you got a Commanders game, you got the second Cardinals game there. Those are all winnable games. So you got to have this one against the Saints. And I think they will. And I feel like it's going to be another kind of sound performance when the offense control the ball. It may not be a blowout like it was against the Cardinals, but I think that they should win this one. I'm going to give us a prediction of 28 to 17. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, I'm going to keep the trend going. And uh, so far, I've picked the 49ers every week. Um, and I will <laughs> I will oh, probably my. continue to do so. <laughs> um, uh, well, again, the I going into the season, I thought that, you know, I thought that they had the 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 potential to win 12 or more games, which meant that more often than not, I was going to pick them. Um, so, you know. Uh, again, I've been made a fool four times so far, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, 31, 13. I don't think, I don't think this, I don't think this new Orleans offense is really going to be able to get anything going. The only thing they have going for them is Chris Olave. Um, and we saw what happened with the, with the Cardinals who have Deandre Hopkins, who is great. Um, but you know, if you don't really have anyone else, uh, I mean, I guess Greg Dortch had a pretty good game. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just don't see them scoring very much on this defense. Uh, but Zane, I do agree. There is a, an element of trap to this game, uh, specifically because it's new Orleans, but then it's Miami, which I'm sure the team and Kyle Shanahan have circled for a while. Uh, the bucks who, you know, are, they've got Tom Brady, like you can't ever overlook them. And then that Thursday night game in Seattle. So uh, hopefully that they don't, you know, they don't overlook this, but, but I agree. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 31, 13, uh, it's going to be an absolute, uh, demolition. Uh, but before we get out of here, I did want to ask you guys a question. Cause I thought this was interesting and I don't feel like there hasn't been a whole lot. Uh, reporters haven't really asked questions like this. Uh, we haven't heard a whole lot about his role thus far. And I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is playing the best football of his career so far and he also has a new quarterback coach in brian greasy what it doesn't it doesn't feel like that's just a coincidence so my question to you guys is how much do you think brian greasy or or garoppolo's success can be attributed to brian greasy specifically because to me the element of Jimmy Garoppolo's game that has been better, which has made his overall game better, is is the mental part of his game, specifically mm-hmm. getting through his reads, making the right read, and then getting off reads and 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 going to the outlet and things like that. Brian Greasy, as a quarterbacks coach, his whole his whole role is to really digest and and interpret the offense for the quarterback because he's played in this offense. Do you think that he's able, better able to communicate it to Jimmy Garoppolo in a way that Garoppolo is better understanding it? I think it's a factor. Uh, I think it's got to be a factor at this point. Um, but I also think, I think maybe Garoppolo is playing a little free, more free and easy. Because again, what what's the worst that can happen at this point? They've already, you know, two years of hey, get the hell out of here. Um, and I think I think never underestimate the contract year. I think that too. So I think it's kind of a perfect storm, but yes, I do think greasy is a part of that. Yes, absolutely. I think he's done a good job. And anytime you see a QB kind of take a step like this, I think, I think you have to look at that. And I, and I agree with that. Um, and, and someone just mentioned throwing the ball away in this year too. He's just making better decisions. He's not trying to force things. And also the, the, the McCaffrey factor, I think it's just been a perfect storm of everything that's helped, but I think greasy is part of that storm. Yeah, I agree. I'll buy that. Yeah, Greasy is definitely part of it. Remember when Alex Smith got really, really, like his career turned around was when Jim Harbaugh came and Harbaugh being a former quarterback spoke his language. And to have a, a coach like that on your staff that essentially speaks the same language as you because he's played the position is huge. So 
I think that's it's great. And one more thing before before we do get out of here is we're up against it, guys. Zach Wilson, what do you? I, so oh, and, and this I is this, we talked about it last show a little bit. Did did we? Maybe we did. I don't know. He's done. So I, this is the reason why this is relevant. Alive. Eat him alive. Yeah, this is the reason why it's relevant because I think that that's a potential landing spot for Jimmy next year if if he does hundred percent walk. Yeah, and yeah, I think 100%. that they're out on Zach Wilson. Like you can't have that leading your team. And I know you guys may have talked about it, but I just. I, I saw that and I was like, that's just so ridiculous, man. This guy has no accountability at all. And you can't have that. And that's a prime landing spot for Jimmy because they're a quarterback away from really being a, a pretty decent team over there. And I feel like that is a, a prime landing spot for him. He, he knows the coaches, they know him. And that's, that's my preferred landing spot for him next year. If he's not here. And they have the money that the 49ers don't. If, even if the 49ers did want to bring him back, the, the jets yep. wouldn't, the jets would be able to outbid them. Mm-hmm. what do you what are you guys got doing for thanksgiving anything fun do you guys have like traditions you do or like because my tradition because we do a friendsgiving because we don't have any family where we live and um i just drink whiskey that's my tradition so i'm gonna drink <laughs> yeah. a lot on thanksgiving i watch football i drink whiskey and that's what i'm gonna do we're thinking maybe getting a bottle, a bottle of weller this year a little bourbon gonna do okay. some of that it's a little special okay okay so yeah um yeah, we, we have Friendsgiving and we also have family as well. So uh, we'll do like a Friendsgiving earlier in the week. Um, and then uh, we'll do like a Thanksgiving with the family. But, you know, the turkey's is, uh, I'm brining the turkey tonight. It's going to get marinated tomorrow. And uh, it's going to have the special smoky marinade that I'll share with you guys off air if you want it. And, um, you know, throw it in the oven. I do have a smoker. So next year maybe we'll smoke it. But throw it in the oven and watch football all day, man. And that's what it is. It's that's, I mean, that's a tradition for everybody, right? 100%. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, none of the games look terribly good, um, but that's okay. Uh, it's still football, right? And and it's better than anything else that's on TV. Uh, my wife likes to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not terribly fond of it, but but we do it. Um, and then uh, my in-laws, we actually share a back fence. My in-laws live behind us. Oh, nice. Um, and so there's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. To me, it's always like, as long as, as long as that's okay with, with, you know, my wife who it's her parents, right. They're not my parents. I'm fine with it. Um, and so there's a little gate in our fence and our girls get to go back and forth and it's great. But, uh, but yeah, we'll be over there. Um, you know, traditional Thanksgiving, uh, Turkey, uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, we make this, uh, my wife makes these, uh, they're called North stars. It's uh, like an old pampered chef recipe and it's just French bread. But then you have this, uh, mixture of like uh, ranch dressing, um, uh, Swiss cheese, uh, cream cheese and, um, diced up bell peppers. And you throw that in the oven. It's like my favorite, Ooh. uh, my favorite, uh, I guess, uh, appetizer. So, um, yeah, it'll watch football, go hang out and, um, and then go into a food coma afterwards. What, what are you guys must have sides? Like what is it? If you had one side, Thanksgiving side, what, what, what would oh, have to be must have, you know, you know what I like is like the sweet potatoes with the, um, I was going to say mushrooms. My God, it's been marshmallows with the marshmallows on top. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm all okay. about. Like, just give me lots of that. With the whiskey, also whiskey, but of course, yeah, and the whiskey. What about you, Brad? Uh, you know, honestly, like, I you just can't go wrong with a, with a good mashed potato. Like, I I just I love mashed potatoes; they're so versatile. Um, and but outside of that, because I feel like again, that's that's kind of that's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, 
I, I would have to say, uh, yeah, I, I, I was trying to go away from mashed potatoes, but I can't. That's my favorite. So I was, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go mashed potatoes. That's a good one. That's, that's, a, good that's one. a good one. That's, that's like, a, that's like the Jimmy Garoppolo of sides, right? It's solid. It's not spectacular, but it's solid, exactly. right? Like it gets, it gets the job done. So uh, it gets elevated do- by everything around it. That is exactly, there you go. Right. <laughs> That's so that's so true. I can't wait to I can't wait till David puts this in the description. Jimmy the mashed potatoes, the Jimmy Garoppolo sides. <laughs> but but since we're not doing desserts, um, I would have picked you know apple pie or, or pecan pie for dessert. But man, I love a good mac and cheese, like a smoky mac and cheese. That's a good one. And have you ever smoked mac and cheese, Zane? No, using a smoked cheese, like having like using a uh, cooking with smoked cheese. Oh, okay, because you could smoke it. it too. I've seen recipes in the smoker because I'm a big smoker guy too. And no like, way, do, do you have a smoker? Yeah. Yo, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, we didn't know this about each other. We got to talk. Yeah. Oh, we got. We definitely got to talk now. <laughs> we did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got to start talking. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize this about you. But yeah, you could smoke the mac and cheese too. I saw a recipe for it, and I'm going to try it at some point. I'm very interested. Let's let's yeah, talk offline. But yeah, mac oh, and yeah. cheese, the yeah. smoky cheese in there, and the secret, guys, the secret to this. A sprinkling, a dusting of hot Cheeto dust on top of Ooh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That sounds delightful. Takes it to the next level. That is. So there you go. <laughs> hey, like I said, we are a diverse show here. We talk about punters. We talk about Thanksgiving. We talk <laughs> Thanksgiving about sides. sides. We talk about everything. Al talks about his his whiskey. We have everything for every all of our <laughs> listeners. And we got a lot That's of good right. content showing coming up too, right, Al? One-stop shop. Right. My, my borderline alcoholism. What would you say, Zane? <laughs> That's, we got a lot, of, a lot of good content coming up, right, guys? Yeah, as long as the absolutely. 49ers are good. Yeah. <laughs> keep winning, please, so people keep listening to, to the show. There we go. That's right. So, all right. All right we got out of here. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. Peace.